0: This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland.
1: Hello, Heat fans, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of the Fired Up Podcast, a podcast for Heat fans, by Heat fans. My name is Ben, and joining me in the studio is Jack. Jack, mate, that was a pretty kill a little intro <laughs> mate but um I'm feeling pretty pumped about the season ahead. How are you feeling?
0: Mate, I'm stoked. It is summer. Cricket's back. Australia's winning. Chris Lynn scoring runs in Brisbane Premier Cricket. Oh, how it, good is he? Everything is good again.
1: Yeah, mate. Oh, <laughs> mate, that knock, 155 of what, like 50-odd? Yeah. Oh. So good. Yeah, when I saw that come through the Cricket Australia app, I was just like, oh, I'll lock him in. Yep. The egg. <laughs> He's got it going on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty exciting. Like, today we've got a, a great show ahead, so we're previewing uh, the season. We'll have a little look back at last year, where we came from. Uh, look at the key changes that are coming up for this year, uh, discussing the new rules and then uh, we're going to look at the fixture and have a little sneak peek at the, the All-Stars uh, competition. But, but Jacko, to start us off, do you want to you know bring us back to, to where we left off last year?
0: Yeah, so it wasn't a great year overall last year. We finished second last on the table. But <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of hype at the start of the season with uh, Darren Lehman coming in and Few big signings like A. B. Mm. Tommy Bantam, but um, yeah, we. I think the big problem was we we're just inconsistent. Like there was a few big scores. We beat the uh, Sixers, but we scored 200, beat them by a fair bit. Then the Hurricanes as well scored 200, but the. But we've just been inconsistent the last few years. Like over the last six seasons, we've finished outside outside the top four in all of them except one. Except for one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. I think in their whole history we've only made the finals twice.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like, you know, second BBL we kinda of scraped into the finals and then won the won the whole whole thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, beyond that it's been slim pickings. But we've always got the big guns, but we're just a little bit of, you know, all fireworks or, or sizzle.
0: Yeah, and they always have a few good a couple of good games each season, I reckon.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Lenny's just like, you know, piling on the runs like nobody's business. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Look, um, yeah, there's been a few changes. You know, A,B's one of them that you kind of discuss, but we'll go through who all the ins are. There's a little bit of excitement there, and then we'll go through who's uh, taking a walk.
0: Yeah, we'll look at the good news first and then the
1: bad news <laughs> after. Yeah, feeling pretty bad news, to be, to be honest, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Well, the big
0: player I'm excited about is Mornay Morkel, who comes in. He's a legend of the modern game, the mm. South African. Um, he hasn't played a lot of cricket lately. He's, he played a first-class game for Surrey in August and then um, one game for Perth uh, last season in the BBL. But he's, he's getting quite old. He's um, 36 now, Mournay. But um, I remember Michael Clark said that he was the hardest bowler he's ever faced, and he probably should have got more wickets than he had, but he just had so much bounce.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he's a, he's a big unit, isn't he? Yeah. And I was, uh, you know, do you have a nickname for him, Jack? Like, what, what can we call him? Well... Oh. Oh. I don't know.
0: Snorkel morkel.
1: Snorkel morkel. Jeez. Yeah, I was thinking a bit of you know the big tuna. A yeah, oh, right. bit, bit of tuna mornay.
0: That sounds good. Tuna. Mm. Yeah, like delicious. Tuna says up.
1: Yep. No, and, very good, mate. Who else we got?
0: Then we come into Tommy Cooper, who is a veteran of Australian cricket. He's 34. He's Um, Only played one Shield game this season and scored five and six in that one. So not in great form, but he averages 23 in T20 cricket with a strike rate of 128. And he's a guy that can definitely score runs. Mm. And he offers some handy off-breaks as well in the bowling. Yeah, nice.
1: I reckon, you know, he's probably a good uh, steadier in the middle overs too. So we've got the big guns going on, but he's probably adding a bit of, you um, you know, as a veteran... Might be able to navigate the game a bit better if we're in a bit of trouble early.
0: Yeah, he's not a big hitter, but he's a good timer of the ball. Mm. And then we come into Jackie Wildermuth, who's a who's a very talented all-rounder, but he sort of needs to stand up in the batting department. He's come in from the Renegades this season, and he only averages 9.41 in T20s. Yeah, right. Yeah. Jeez. But, um, but he's, he's obviously got a lot of talent. He played three Shield games this season, and... Um, He's bowled decent, and with his battings, he's got a few scores, like a few starts, like in the 20s, but he hasn't been able to kick on.
1: Yeah. Oh, hopefully he's like the prodigal son. He was here in yeah. BBL 06, so he's coming back. Coming home, some where he
0: plays shield cricket for Queensland. Absolutely. And then uh, Lewis Gregory, who's one of the three English internationals we have. Obviously, Tommy Banton and um, Lewis and Dan Lawrence, who we'll talk about in a minute, but... Lewis is an all-rounder. He has a T20 batting average of 21 point, almost 22, and a strike rate of 146, which is pretty decent. Oh, yeah. And he's also, in his bowling, he's a seam bowler, fast bowler, so he's a bit of a a wicket taker. He's got 109 wickets in 102 innings in T20 cricket. Yeah,
1: right. So he's not too bad. Have you seen him play
0: at all? No, no. But he is a little bit expensive. He has an economy rate of almost nine. Oh, jeez. That's right. But if he's taking wickets, then we'll forgive him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I watched his little one-minute highlight video, and looked it looked pretty sweet. Yeah, he's he's cracking sixes everywhere, and he's bowling yorkers and knocking everyone over. But I guess you can look pretty great in in a minute. But we'll see what happens in the uh, the early season.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I'm pretty sure he's in the same bracket as Tony Bantam, who is um he won't be here till after Christmas because he's on the South African tour. Yeah, and the bubble. Yep.
1: Jeez. I mean, I was looking at the, uh, the tweet, T20 list there, and none of them are featuring. Yeah. you kind of just like, let them free. Yeah, that's Let them go. Let them come You know, geez, for England. Yeah. Like, don't you know the big Brisbane heat are gearing up?
0: That's it. Oh, yeah, righto. Anyway. And then Dan Lawrence comes in. He's just filling in for Tom Bantam until after Christmas. He's only 23. He bowls a bit as well, uh, bowls some off spinners. But his main asset is his batting with an average of 27, and he averages 20 with the ball. Mm-hmm.
1: And he's a bit of a top prospect, isn't he? I think, you know, they're pretty excited about him coming out of England. So. Yeah, it
0: looks like it, yeah. Mm. And then um, Matty, Matty Williams. I'm excited about this one. He's only 19. He's the tallest cricketer in Australian cricket. He's a left armer, which excites me because I am too, and he's from Cairns.
1: Are you trying to say you're trying to make a comeback? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get in the team. How big are you, Jack? Oh, I'm only six foot three. Oh, only? Yeah, right. Eh? He
0: well, he's a hundred. F- he's two hundred and five centimeters.
1: Oh, right. Do you know how that measures up to Billy Stanley? Yeah,
0: Billy's two
1: hundred and four. Oh, you beauty! Yeah, I reckon we used to get a, an award just for uh, the tallest player. That's it. Yeah,
0: and um, so I reckon. Remember the name Matthew Williams. Mm.
1: Can then- you imagine the bounce he's going to get?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I I heard James Hopes talking about how they, they have to pull him back from bowling too quick. They're telling him, <laughs> they're like, bowl, one, bowl 130, 135, that's fine for you because you're tall enough.
1: Yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is. I haven't heard that too many times around the track. Yeah, yeah just need slow it up, mate. <laughs> but it probably makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, on his body, tall guys often copper day.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Quick guys. Then Xavier Bartlett, he's another exciting prospect. He's only 21. He, um... He took seven wickets in the shield game against Tasmania in October for Queensland.
1: Mm. Yeah. Your beauty. Another local boy.
0: Yep. And then James Baisley is the last signing. He had a rookie contract with the heat in 2014, and he's been he's he spent the last few years in the wilderness building his skills, but he's back now with a, a full-time pro contract with the heat. Um, he's 25 now. I remember actually watching him in 2015 at Allen Border Oval. Uh, playing for the Cricket Australia eleven against the West Indies in a tour game. Oh, nice! He was steaming in. <laughs> he's a he's a bit of an all-rounder, so um, that's exciting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. So, you, were you gearing up? Were you like, get him in the team back then, 2015? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't think he took any wickets, but he was bowling uh, solid. He bowled a number of. They beat the West Indies that game. Mm. Cricket Australia eleven. Love it. So guys that w- couldn't even play a shield. <laughs>
1: Oh that's go. But how good's Alan Borderfield, mate? Like watching the yeah. game from there, oh, sitting so on the little hill. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Beauty. Um Yeah, so that's the team. I mean, it's pretty exciting that you've got these local boys coming in, um, you know, and back end there. Hopefully they get a few games. It's always good to build around local talent. Yeah. Um, you know, the Perth Scorchers did that, you know, had really great success where they've got that continuity over all formats, so some exciting times there and yeah, Matty Williams, if he's two hundred and five centimetres, that's uh, gonna be something to watch. Yeah. Um, in terms of the outs, mate, they're a little bit eye-watering, to be honest. I, I was initially like, oh, yeah, this isn't too bad. We're getting up to be all right. But, you know, the, the Renegades have essentially pillaged our uh, bowling <laughs> attack from last year. So Renegades, oh, well, they might not have stolen them. But Josh Layla, James Pattinson and Jack Bestwich have headed off to the Renegades. Um, you know, they might, you know, a couple of them might feature in my All-Star team. But, uh, hmm. you know, such is life. Now, the other big outs, uh, Ben Cutting finally left the heat. um, Potentially a little bit too hot for him, and he's gone down to the thunder. (laughs) Uh, You know, I wasn't kind of like too concerned with this because, you know, Ben Cutting, you know, he's an absolute gun. His batting is on point. Mm. Um, He comes in, you know, he bowls reasonably solid, but I always kind of felt a little bit like at times, you know, he kind of cancels himself out in the list because he'll be, you know, smashing a really quick fire, you know, 50-odd or, you know, 30 or something like that, and then he'll come out and get slogged. Uh, yeah. like, like nobody's business. So, um, you know, anyway, we wish him all the best at the Thunder. I'm sure he'll do, you know, great, and he'll be lighting up the uh, the crowds down there.
0: Yeah, he's definitely hot and cold. He's either winning games or losing games. But it's yeah. he, very much like being a spiritual presence. Yeah. Has he been with the Heat since the start?
1: I, I think At least has. the
0: second season he was there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I saw there was like BVL uh, 1 to 9, I think. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. But, like, you know, Linny and um, Joe Burns are the other kind of elder statement that have – you know, kind of seen it out the whole time, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, but he's definitely a fan favourite. Um, when I was coaching the girls cricket, they were all pretty excited about the cutting. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they'd go to games just for him, even if he, you know, didn't do much. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, so he's going to the Thunder. Matty Renshaw, you know, another good young talent. Uh, played a couple of games for Australia a few years back in the Test squad. Um, but he's been a pretty solid performer too. Yeah. Um, and he's heading back to the Strikers. He's had a really great couple of games the last few weeks I think in the um, you know the competition the domestic oh, not domestic the competition around Brisbane with yep. um, Chris Lynn kind of gearing up so I'm a little bit sad to see him go as well but you know all yep. the best to him down in South Australia hopefully he can escape the bubble or you know
0: yeah he's like my favorite player so I'm very disappointed oh, Jack <laughs> are
1: you all right, mate
0: yeah I, I think I'm going okay
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I'm he all-
0: should be in the test team anyway.
1: Ah, there we go. That's the call. Are you, are you, are you making that call now that uh, Davey Warner's potentially injured?
0: Yeah, well, you'd think uh, Pekofsky would go in, right? Yeah. But, yeah, Renshaw's definitely, Renshaw's definitely not... No, I'd keep Burns in. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He's going to find him another I love lot. Burns too. Oh, L- no, let's, I'm let's not saying now. It. I'm just saying <laughs> he, should, he should be around the, around the setup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And um, last one, of course, A.B. De Villiers. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, expecting the baby, so... That is completely understandable what's happening there. But, you know, you look at that list and you're a little bit, you know, it's a bit sad, um, to be honest, that we've lost so much talent. Um, but hopefully, you know, things will come good. Maybe it's, you know, that balance that Darren Lehman's looking for on the team. Um, hopefully there'll be, you know, what he's looking for in these these ins that have come in and hopefully we'll get people performing. Um, but it'll be good if, you know, if AB can come back next year. Yeah. Um, things are all kind of worked out. It'd be great to get him back in the team because, you know, entertainment value and just you know a solid cricketer
0: oh yeah for sure mm. he's like the biggest cricketer in the world for sure yeah
1: absolutely he's just an absolute gun at t20s isn't yeah. he yeah he knows what's going on at everything he's a singer is he <laughs> he does
0: it all have you seen his album
1: <laughs> no <laughs> he's got an album
0: yeah check it out oh, <laughs> it's geez. awesome do you know what oh, it's true. called no i can't remember yeah
1: right i bet you're listening to it in the car when hear, <laughs> yeah <you>? it.
0: <laughs> Was it no. any good oh I can't remember. It was a couple of years ago <laughs> since I listened. But he's got one. Right. So check it out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, th- I feel like the we'll go into more depth of the roster in our next episode. But I feel like we're missing a little bit of power through there. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if we're lacking power necessarily. Okay. Um, you know, because we still got a, a bunch of really big hitters. You know, Max Bryant, Tommy Banton. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, Chris Lynn. I don't think power is going to ever be a, an issue for the for the Heat in the current kind of format. But it's really that kind of steadying hand. Like if we look at um, like I was saying a bit earlier with Tommy Cooper. You know, hopefully he'll play that role of you know just getting getting it through and Joe Burns linking up with Joe Burns. But the only thing is that Joe's going to be playing in the national team and the the tests and things like that. So how much yeah, he's yeah. going to be available? Um. You know, Sammy Hazle. Hopefully he can. Um, you know, step up a bit as well and continue to develop. Yep. Um, but that's kind of where, where, where my thoughts are. Yep. Um, is that what you were thinking in terms of the power? Or are you kind of just, No, I know? was just
0: thinking like if Sammy, Joe, um, Marnus, Tommy Cooper, like all those guys are kind of like steadiers. I yeah. guess, yeah, Maxi mm. and Lenny. But Tommy won't be here until Christmas. So I was sort of thinking like that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But I guess. Um, Mate, if you've got Chris yeah. Lynn in the team.
0: Yeah, well, he's the power by itself. Yeah, that's all you need. But And and hopefully Danny Lawrence can hit a
1: ball. Mm. Yeah, I reckon, you know, he probably will be able to do something that's pretty special. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's kind of hard with these internationals sometimes because you look at the ones that, you know, a couple of other teams have picked up. You know, they get the big name and you're like, oh, yeah, that person, you know, what to expect. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm just, you know, I'm not like fully involved in everything with what's happening around the globe. So it's kind of, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, Dan Lawrence, Lewis Craigie. I'm like, oh, who are these blokes? But... Um, you know, the people that are maybe a bit more tuned in, um, potentially there's a bit more to get excited. But I'm really just kind of like a sit-back and, and see what they deliver type of uh, approach, really.
0: Yeah, yep. So there's been also some new rules added this season, which um, there are three new rules, the Power Surge, the X-Factor Player, and the Bash Boost. It's making you it sound a bit like Yu-Gi-Oh! or something. <laughs> but um, So the first rule, the Power Surge, it's a... New two-over power play, which the fielding team is only allowed two players outside the inner fielding circle. And the batting side gets to decide when this power play happens at any time after the 11th over of their batting innings. So the, um, the, the normal power play at the start of the innings is still in, but it's been reduced from six overs to four overs. And those are the two um, overs uh, when the batting team picks after the 11th over. So, what do you think about that one?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's interesting. It's just like kind of tweaking things a little bit. It's probably to get the you know a bit more excitement through those middle overs where it can kind of you know get into a lull if if that's even possible in, in T20s. Um, it, you know, one of the things I was thinking is you know a lot of the teams if you lose three early wickets or three wickets in the power play in in yesteryear mm. um, or in the old kind of format where you got the six at the start you know you were toast like you're you're pretty much done yeah um because you're just trying to navigate through and you know recoup yourself so potentially uh you know if you lose a couple of early wickets might not be as big because you can just you know delay when that uh the power play is going to come in but it'll be interesting tactically how how teams choose to use it like if you got any thoughts about you know if you were captain or coach um you know when do you reckon most teams going to be cracking out the second power play
0: yeah, I don't know. It'd be intri- I guess it depends on how they're batting. But I guess if you've got, um, I guess you could save it till those last two overs. That's normally when they try and explode, right? If you've got wickets, and then, um, mm. um, and then if you've only got two out, then it's easy to hit boundaries. I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But did you remember when they used to have um, like the power play in the international um, scene? Yeah. You know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know. Five five over power play for the batting team. Yep. I swear, every time the batting team took it, they'd lose a the wicket like straight away. Yeah, yeah, You know, and then you're just like, well, that was a big fizzle. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I think it's like just as much like a mental thing as it is anything else. Yeah. And whether or not you know the coaches or you know the captain, you know, w- would they consider going? All right, you know, we're gonna chuck it in at the, the 12th over, regardless, let, you know, 12th and 13th over. And you go in, that's the mindset, you know, yeah. rather than it being like, oh, yeah, we've got, you know, got yeah, the momentum yeah. and let's and just chuck sense. it in and then, well, you know, now we've got to go hard out. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I know the game's, like, pretty geared toward batters anyway. Yeah, I was just saying the other day, it's a batsman's world, hey. Yeah. What did
0: Australia get the other day?
1: 389. Oh, mate, it's, yeah.
0: In the one day.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There's just heaps of runs and... and the stats that bowlers get. I mean, it's not all about stats. Yeah. But, and we probably just need to shift the goalposts as to what are, you know, good stats in the modern era. Yeah. Um. But I was even thinking, like, why not just keep the six over power play? Because then if you're not losing wickets, but you just go on gangbusters... Yeah. Um, you know, you're still going to be piling the, the runs and you get reward for, you know, not dropping the ball early, um, yep. you know, and, and for bowling teams that are being really solid, they get a couple of early wickets, you know, there's a bit more influence there. Mm. Um, and then just have, you know, the two in the second innings. But again, you know, you might just get, I mean, it'll boost scores, potentially people a bit more risk, but there's nothing more boring than people, you know, just chipping it out to, you know, halfway to the boundary and, and running two when, when the field's out yeah um and the other thing was like in the ODIs where you've got like a staged power play you know what I mean where you've got you know overs you know so for a T20 you might have overs 1 to 6 you've got 2 men out 7 to 12 3 men out 13 to 18 maybe 4 men out and mm-hmm. then the last one 5 you know what I mean so like yeah, yeah. different ways to mix it up but it's gr- I think it's good that Cricket Australia are trying to mix it up and, and see how you know things change and and how it might influence the play but um you yeah, gotta be I, you know, it'll definitely be a talking point. I'm sure on the future episodes we'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, use that one. Yeah, Should well, they have done it or not? We'll have to see if the Heat's winning from it or losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one-eyed monster. Yeah. Love it. Uh, X-Factor's the next one. So an X-Factor player named as either the 12th or 13th player on the team sheet can come into the game beyond the 10th over of the first innings and replace any player who is yet to bat or has bowled no more than one over. What do you think of there, mate?
0: Yeah, I don't... I guess I saw. I was listening to a few people talk about it on Twitter the other day, and people were like, "Well, if the player's getting subbed in, what if the if they're good enough to hop in, why aren't they in the team in the first place?" Mm. But I guess it just um, depends where you are. I suppose if you're if you're going well and you don't need an extra batsman, if you're batting and you're going well and you don't need another batsman, then you can put in a bowler. I guess.
1: Yeah, potentially. Um... I think, I mean, it's useful to those this ones where someone gets injured straight away, which is where I'm a little bit like, oh, you know, why do they wait until the 10th over before you can make a change? Because imagine if one of your opening bowlers goes and pulls his hammy in the first over. Yeah. It'd be good to be able to, you know, switch someone straight in if needed. Um, but, you know, I agree. You, you know, did you watch the ODI the other day, the very first one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were going, you know, absolutely nuts. Mm. You know, run rate was way up. Um, by the time I think it was Smitty that got out... Um, and Glenn Maxwell is still at the crease, and commentators were talking about it at that point. They're like, "Oh, you know, Lavashane's going to come in, but will they boost? You know, Alex Carey and then Pat Cummins and, yeah, yeah, and Starkey." Yeah. So you know, in that in that context, which is a bit like what you're talking to, you might have like a big hitter as your X factor guy, and you know, all right, we don't need somebody to be a steadier through the middle. Let's get another big hitter in for these last couple of overs, um, and especially if they're a you know all rounder or something like that, that'd be pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'd be, you know, it's interesting, like. I kind of think as well you know how much will they use it you know you've got to kind of back yourself in with the team that you've chosen yeah um as you said and yeah i mean the other thing i was thinking just around the you know 12th and 13th man like why don't you just have the whole squad yeah i mean i'm probably being a bit harsh on all these rules but i'm like you know if you just had you know the pick of the litter then you could maybe have all right We've lost a few early wickets. We've loaded up with, you know, big hitters. All right, yeah. let's sub out one of these other big hitters and put the steadier in. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But then I guess you've got to just weigh that up. It might not really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Might just be a all right. We'll use an X-factor or not. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that one's used as well.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if like a bowler comes on, has a bad over, gets smacked for 15, and they'll
1: just <laughs> take him off. But <laughs> can you imagine that though? Like your confidence. Like, would that player be able to come back when you don't even have a chance to redeem yourself?
0: Yeah, poor <laughs> <Full> fella. <right? laughs> yeah, it would be, be, be horrible. Yeah, I was at. I watched the. Um, was that Penrith first West Tigers last year. I know, sorry, different sport, Heat fans. But um, do you, are you familiar with rugby league? I know that you run into someone and then you get up and you roll the ball under your foot. Yeah, the Penrith fullback Dylan Edwards. He was having not having a great game, and they full just like shafted him out onto the wing. For the rest of the game, just like left him out there, poor fella. Oh.
1: Did it have an effect on future games, though? Uh, I on think he confidence. might have got dropped for a couple.
0: Yeah. And then he, but he's back in now. He's doing good. Yeah, right. But, and then the third and final rule is the bash boost. So the um, the team in front at the 10-over mark of the second innings gets a bonus point. Mm. So I guess this is to encourage hitting at the end. I suppose if you're... Um, if the team in the first innings gets out cheaply then i um i guess it encourages the team that's batting second not to just uh potter along and get there
1: slowly but hit big mm, yeah potentially or go uh, for that extra point yeah i think you know there's a couple of good things that might come from this and, and it'd be interesting too if we were you know had a were able to open the door to the inner sanctum of clubs and and talk about what their internal targets are mm. you know i'd imagine that you know this would have been a potential KPI you know, for games last year that they'd be looking at, all right, we want to be kind of above where they are at the 10-over mark. So um, it might not be too much in terms of changing strategy, but definitely gives people something to play for um, leading into, you know, that second inning. So because if you get there, you know, above their score at the 10-over mark, even if it's a massive total, so I say it's like, you know, chasing over 200, mm um you know you get there over the the 10 over mark you might be in a more surprising you know position you know helping to break it down into smaller chunks rather than thinking like oh we're gonna get 200 and you know you know getting smashed and if you lose like a ton of wickets at the the start you have still got something to play for even though the the total might look not look um achievable yeah but the other thing like can you imagine you're getting up to like the 10 over mark and maybe you've lost a heap of wickets and you're looking out of the game and you know, you, you get in front on, like, the last ball and, like, the crowd goes <laughs> absolutely nuts. Get an
0: extra point, sneak into the finals on the last day. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, but that's a really good point, though. Like, the risk, I know a couple of years back in the uh, Sun, Suncorp Super Netball, yep. they introduced the the bonus points for, like, if you win the quarter, you get a bonus point. Yep. Um, but I think it was a more uh, kind of unbalanced in a way. Like, you get, you know, a total of eight points or something, four points for a win and one point for every quarter you won. Yep. And when you came to finals time, I think, you know, it either did happen or it was really close where a team that had less wins mm. was actually um higher on the ladder than the team that had more wins true because of the bonus point stuff so there's a bit of tricky business yep. uh, that goes into it um but i think you know i think it is it oh, i didn't look at it but is it three points for a win and one for a bonus point i think it is one for a big bash or yeah big I, bash I think boost so yeah. bonus um the other thing that would be good, like, if a team just absolutely flops, right? Like you said, they get knocked over really cheap. Yeah. They should have, like, a point steal, right? If you get their total in 10 overs, you get a point from them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Stick it to them. Be like, don't be so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because then that would be pretty exciting. Like, you knock someone over for 80 and you'd just be, like, going absolutely nuts. Yeah. Well, uh, if you get – that
0: is the bash boost, right?
1: Yeah, it is. But I'm saying, like – Instead of, like, no, you, you take their point. So, as in the bash boost, there's like a floating bonus point. So, whoever gets the, yeah. you know, the 10 over thingy. But I'm saying, like, if you absolutely slaughter someone, yep. you, you get the bonus point plus you'd get to steal a point from them. Oh, the one that they already have. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you really stick it to them.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, yeah. Gee. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, mate. I'm just making up a whole bunch of rules here, aren't I? Yeah, I'm- you should work for me. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm really sure everyone's <laughs> listening to me like this guy's just tripping Um, But anyway, we digress. Now the fixture. So we've got a good chunk of of home games uh, in the Queensland hub, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, what's this Queensland hub? What is it? Yeah. seven games in 18 days, I think it is. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit of bang, bang, bang. We also get to to host a couple of neutral games on home territory as well, but I haven't looked into that too much. Um, But we obviously play every team twice. But in the Queensland hub, we've got... Uh, Strikers up first we had the Hurricanes twice one's a home game one's an away game Yep. but both are going to be played at the Gabba which is pretty interesting um, then we got into the new year we've got the Sixers Thunder Stars in the middle of the night at Metricon and yeah, well, yeah. then the Sixers at Metricon as well so got a couple of really good teams you won't see the Renegades or the Scorches this summer if you're a Queensland person um, but I was just saying it's not really a great loss is it really when you've got the Renegades are half the Heat team, anyway. Yeah. Well, um, they, the the Scorchers normally have put out a pretty
0: good side, don't they? Yeah, they do. They're always competitive. They do. Although last season they
1: came third last. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've kind of dropped off a cliff, haven't they? Yeah. Um. And that kind of it feels like they've changed the strategy a little bit. You know, getting a few more external players rather than the locals. So yeah. Well, JL's left, so. Oh yeah, he was gone. Yeah. Pull them. Anyway, Australia's game. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, that's probably more important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah,
0: but I did see that game, that Stars game. It's at 9.20 our time, which must be 10.20 Sydney time, right? Is it? No, I, I think it might be 8.15 our time. Oh, okay. So maybe what? the, maybe the Google times that I have are Sydney times.
1: Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it feels like the middle of the night. I've got a couple of little kids, so yeah, by true. the time we get back from Metricon, it's going to be the middle of the night and you'll be, Yep. I wouldn't be able to walk straight do I think. <laughs> so I was looking at that because I was pretty pumped about the Stars. Glenn yep. Maxwell, is in such good touch. Um, stoyness gets over that side strain. Um, you know, hopefully he'd be in the team. You know, they're just an exciting outfit. They've got Johnny Bairstow this season. Like, they're gearing up to be pretty good. So yeah, uh, it's a bit of a shame that it's so late, but, you know, such is life. I was I was, I was thinking it'd be good if they were at the Gabba, but mm. you can't have everything. Yeah. But the other thing, you know, I said it was interesting that Hurricanes have a home and away game um, both at the Gabba, but... Mm-hmm. You know, i don't know if they get to choose or not but you know if they did have a choice surely they would choose their home game to be at Metricon. cuz you've got the heat they yeah. have lost both games last year at Metricon and both in 2018 one of which was against the hurricanes mm. so you know the gab is a bit of a fortress for the heat Metricon's a bit closer to home for them too <laughs> absolutely and yeah so so why wouldn't you you know if they if they've looked at it but you know potentially it comes into what's happening with the you know, maybe there's a back-to-back game. I haven't actually looked into it, you know, really closely to, to suss it out a bit further. But you'd be feeling a bit gypped if you can get a bit of a, you know, potentially an easy win for, um, you know, or a little bit of an advantage playing at Metricon rather than at the Gabba for the Hurricanes. But I don't know, know. Maybe they thought they could get um bigger crowds at the Gabba. Maybe. I mean, the Gabba's good. I'll be more likely to go to the Gabba game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's my main thing. Any, so, any games there, mate, that's on your must-see? must, must see. I mean, games against the Hurricanes are always good and exciting. Mm, Darcy Short. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I remember
0: a few years ago at the Gabba, I watched, um can't remember what season it was, but Heat versus Hurricanes, and we we scored over 200, and then oh, yeah. we batted first, and then they batted second, and Benny Hilfenhaus was knocking them around, <laughs> hit a six to win the
1: game. Oh, yes, I remember right. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How good was it? Yeah. I mean, even if we don't win, the Gabba's always got exciting games. Like they're always really high scoring. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, you know, everyone knows Chris Lynn knocking one on the roof and winking at the uh, the wild <laughs> yeah. the wild thing. That's <laughs> a classic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's every single um, ad leading up to the big bash season for probably the rest of our lives, mate. Yeah. Lin <laughs> <Very laughs> Sanity. Lin Sanity. Absolutely. Very good. Last but not least. Yeah, the all stars competition. Hmm. I saw this one come through the inbox. I was a little bit excited, to be honest. Yeah, so do you want to tell us about it? I can. Essentially, um, you know, you can win a $2,000 voucher. Um, It's open until, when is it? It's not like the 17th of December or something like that. But essentially, you get to pick your own all-star team. So there is a stat library where you can go back through time and check out who has done what. And then you just go in and choose who you think are the... You know, the, the people that you'd have on your all star team. The most votes will determine the first ever Brisbane Heat all star team. So, this is anyone that's played for the Heat? Anyone that's played for the Heat ever. Yep. Um, even though that said to play one game. <coughs> okay. Hashtag Shane Watson. But. Um, <laughs> Do you only play one game? Yeah. Oh, true. Cause yeah. he was at the. What year was he at the Heat? A few years? I think it might have been like BBL1. Okay. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's on the website. I probably should have brought it up before we were having this segment. But. So yeah, if yeah, you're picking an all... St- is it So is it like the best players that have
0: played for the Heat or the best Heat... Like, So Shane, would Shane Watson be in contention
1: in your um, mind? Definitely not. Okay. No, nah, yeah. I, I've I've approached... The other thing is, because I was going through the list, right, yeah. and I made my team, and I think I had like seven internationals initially, and I was like, what a joke, Ben. Yeah. I'm like, you need to get your life together. So I decided to kind of build the team, my team, how... Um, you know, how you'd build a BBL team. So, mm. three internationals yeah. was kind of like my limit, which made the, you know, some of the decisions a little bit harder. Yeah. But then I tried as well to pick them as per their time at the heat. Okay. So, that's what I tried to do. It was a little bit hard because you're obviously biased by, you know, certain different things. Um, but I feel like that's only fair to the to the franchise. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be picking someone that had their best year somewhere else and they delivered pittance for the heat. Yeah. yeah. You know, we need to be heat pride here, mate. That's it. What about you? What were your and how did you approach it? Yeah, I
0: guess probably similar to you. Um, I haven't actually picked my team yet, but I... Um, oh, Jack! Well, I saw All-Stars. I didn't actually see this um, heat thing. I just saw on our notes All-Stars was written and I just wrote my current my current team best players in the comp. <laughs> oh, right! Oh, jeez! For this season. Mate, I, so, don't
1: know, I don't know. Was it like Better Home yeah. Living it's on my shirt? I'll, I don't know if they sponsored like, it or something. But I'll get onto it and... Um, I'll have it in a, in a couple of episodes. All right, mate. Well, you got to be better than that. Let's go next episode. But I am interested. Here we go. So, this is, like, is this your all-time BBL team? Like, across all thingies, the, the one that you wrote the, up? No,
0: no, just the one for this season.
1: Oh, just the one for this season? Yeah. Right, okay. Well, we'll have a go anyway. Yeah, yeah. Who, okay. who have you got on your list? Oh, I opened with
0: um, Josh Felipe and Darcy Short, and then Chris Lynn at three, Matty Renshaw at four. Uzi at five, Usman Kwaja. At five? Yeah. Oh,
1: well. See... Mate, he hasn't been that low on a big bash team for. <laughs> I
0: was just stacking my best players right oh. <laughs> All right. Then Jackie Wildermuth at six, Ben McDermott at seven, Jai Richardson, Cam Boyce, Billy Stanlake, and Jason Berendorf are my bowlers. Say so the bowlers again. Jai Richardson, mm-hmm. Cam Boyce, Billy Stanlake, mm. and Jason Berendorf. Yeah, right. So you got Jackie Wildermuth in there. Yeah, well, I reckon he's going to fire. Ooh, Very
1: nice. I like it. And no, you just, um
0: I just love Cam Boyce. He's just a servant of the game. Oh, servant of the game. What a good fella. Yeah,
1: you're rewarding loyalty. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Love it. Mate, I was going second in, uh, you know, doing the All-Star team in this mm. in this segment because I was, I was going to throw a tricky one in the end, but I feel like you might try to copy me. But, you know, I'll just have to get over myself, to be honest. <laughs> no, um, I promise I won't copy you. <laughs> I feel like I've gone a bit safe too. I, this morning I changed about three of them to, to ones that I think would be good. But anyway, yep. I've got opening up the batting and captain is Brendan McCullum, yep. the New Zealander. He's an absolute gun. He's, a, he's As a captain, he's always leading the game. He's one step ahead. He was one of my favourite players to be mic'd up because he <clears> just learned so much about the game. Oh, yeah. Um, I've also got him... And uh, horse racing, too. Oh, horse racing. right. What, does he discuss that in the live when yeah, he's mocked up? Yeah, haven't you seen those ones? Oh, no, nah. i probably tune yeah, out when he's not
0: talking t- cricket. Talks to punter about
1: it. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course he does. Um, yeah, so I've got him. I've also donned him, uh, donned the gloves on him as well because uh, I just realised that I didn't get, put a keeper in. Gee, I haven't seen him keep for a while, eh? Yeah, mate. But BBL one. Yeah. Can't remember if he... Well, no, Chris Hartley would have kept then, surely. Was Chris Hartley at the Heat then? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Anyway, could be wrong. Um, but he's got the gloves for me. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> opening with him, Matty Hayden. Yeah. Hados. Well, he's a boss. Oh, he is. Mate, top run scorer yeah. in BBL One. In the in the Brisbane Heat podcast, he uh, admitted that's probably not a great sign for BBL One, but <laughs> it's still great. The great Hados. I was thinking he might be great for Team Culture as well. You know, he'll be there flipping a couple of a couple of prawns on the Barbie, you oh, know, yeah. taking everyone out for the end of the fishing trip. Um, just an asset to the team and brings just so much experience. Number three, I got Lynn Sanity, self-explanatory. Uh, number four, AB. No surprises there as well. Mm. Number five, I've got Joe Burns. Uh, I was tossing up with Alex Ross. Gee. Yeah, I just the sweepologist. like... sweepologist. Yeah, the sweepologist. But he just, he nails those sweep shots, mate. Yeah. And a gut feeling, I had him in at number five, and then this morning changed into to Joe because I was just like, oh, looking at the stats, um, and just Joe being just such a loyal servant of the Heat. I'm surprised like, you had
0: it. AB in there because you were just talking before about how Wato won't be in there because he hasn't given enough to the Heat. But oh, AB, a- did he did he give that much last well,
1: season? This might have been a bit of the bias coming in, okay, potentially. Yeah, uh, maybe I was picking him on potential. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just so excited because it's, it's AB. Well, it'll be back next year for sure. Yeah. Well, I also want people to come to the game, mate. Like, if my all-star team is going to be playing, yeah, gotta oh, have got to have the big names. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but that's a good point. Thanks for pointing that out, Jack. <laughs> um, number six, Ben Cutting. Yep. Again, like I said, I wasn't really, you know, a huge fan. But then looking back, I was like, you know what? I need a bit of extra hitting. Need a bit of variety. I thought he was my man. I think I had Michael <laughs> Nisa in, actually. Oh, okay. And he only played with us for BBL1. Yeah. So that was one of those, like, ah, oh, yep, yeah, you know, recency bias, mm. you know. But I was like, wait, well, he's not with the Heat. So uh, got Ben Cutting in there. Number seven, Dan Christian. Um, he's just a solid cricketer. Josh Layla, love his stats, bowling fast. I'll have him opening up with James Pattinson, uh, the, the bull. I love how he just runs down and he's staring oh, down yeah. people. Just you know, smoke coming out of his ears. Yeah, um, he's definitely more of a more of a heat man, I think, than a renegade. Just because he's always hot. Yeah. Um. So he's definitely in my team. It's just a shame with his injuries and stuff like that that he hasn't played more for Australia. I reckon yeah. when he was first on the scene, I was like, this guy is just a scary menace. Mm. So, um. But anyway, but it was great that he had a couple of seasons with us. I got number ten, Majib. I hope I said his name wrong. Uh, right, not wrong. Yep. Um, you know, it, that was one of the stat picks. Well, like my gut, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm, you know if he's really the best pick there, but I've got him there at number ten. He's just a solid man with his, I think, economy rate about six in the stat library. Yeah, true. And and he's and he gets wickets at a, at a fair click as well. So he's definitely in the ten. And then I've got number eleven, Nathan Horitz. Yeah. mainly for his championship credentials. I was thinking about backing in Schwepson with his um, you know the potential that he has and I just think he's a gun bowler and he's going to develop again this year yeah uh, but then you just think you know horitz he's got the the Bbl2 championship on his on his uh, on his shelf so oh, yeah. I thought I'd better do a bit of a nod to that mm. um, now X factor Oh, not X Factor. 12th man. I picked an X Factor, though. Andrew Simons. (laughs) He never played for the Heat, but he's an absolute gun. He should have played for the Heat. Was he in the squad? Nah, mate. He was nowhere near the Heat, I don't think. He played for the Bulls Masters the year before, and then he was like, nah, mate, too busy fishing to do the BBL. Yeah. But, you know, the perennial, the the great Queenslander, I thought you can't not have him in the team. Yeah. You know, him and and Matty (laughs) Haydos. Yeah, (laughs) mate. Like, they will be leading everyone astray, going on fishing trips, um, having a jolly old time. So, you know, he bats, he bowls, bit of pace, bit of spin, bit of everything. Yep. Um, so, I'm just going to get a rig, the uh, the last picture of the, the All-Stars <laughs> when it has all their pictures. I, I picked Alex Ross in my actual All-Stars team. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just going to Photoshop it and chuck Andrew Simon's 12th man. I am um, surprised that um, Dan Vittori is not in your team. Oh, yeah. He is on my little list as the uh, notable omissions. Okay. Um, it was the international flavor, mate. Because he, he did play.
0: He was a hero playing. Oh, stood no. out those glasses and then coaching as well. I know.
1: But, I mean, I have to separate the coaching and oh, the yeah, and, and the playing. Who would you pick as a coach for that team? I've got Dad's Okay. Dan Lehman. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's all about it. Um, pretty sure he was in charge of the BBL too. So he got that, yep. you know, got the championship there and, and then he's back again. I read his book a couple of years back. Did you? Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. You know, a little bit of insight into his coaching philosophy and all that kind of stuff. So nice. do recommend it for any coaches out there that might be listening. Um, but yeah, the other, you know, obviously notable admissions. I mean, the main one is just Shane Watson, but that's mainly just because he played one game. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like I just, I was just doubting myself. You know, the ones that I'm like really sure about, you know, the, the, the mainstays of the team, really. I'm pretty excited to hear yours, though, mate. You're very well-researched uh, and potentially... See, I only came I only came on board the heat train in about 2014, 2015. Yeah. So that's when I came around to it. Because I think before that, I wasn't... I don't know if I was fully sold on, on T20s. Yeah. I was a little bit like, you know, oh, it's too short, oh, it's not enough meat and all that kind of business. Yeah. But um, since then, went to a couple of games with the misses and... Just falling in love. And yep. I mean, it it holds the big bash holds a dear place in my heart, mate. The, yeah. My oldest child was born in the mid mid innings. Uh, no, yeah. Oh, After really? the first innings, yep. Of uh, BBL, what would it be? It'd be three years ago, BBL seven, maybe 2017. True. Yep. Had a break. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was uh, Sixers Thunder. They had a little, um, you know, first innings over. All right, time to push. Pop, there goes the baby. Really, Next that's the, awesome. yeah, Turn it back on, and uh, got to watch the rest of the cricket. It was absolutely amazing. What a story. I know. I know. So I'm trying to convince her to uh, to get involved in the cricket, uh, yep. but she keeps telling me she loves the Purple Team. Okay. And I'm like, look, that's Hobart <laughs> Hurricanes. Yep. Uh, no. Um, so I'm trying to brainwash her at the moment to be a Heat fan. Yep. So I put her um, – my missus is uh, – Brisbane Heat shirt on her the other day, so it was like pretty much like a dress. Okay, yeah, um, but you know, then she started singing the Brisbane Heat, Yep. um, song, but no, no, Brisbane Lion song, oh, Brisbane Lion, yeah, <laughs> chucking in uh, Heat, so she's like, you know, we are the pride of Brisbane Heat, and I'm
0: like, oh, geez. nice, what am I doing, yeah, anyway, mate, yeah, well, Mitch Johnson didn't play for the Heat, no, he uh, just the Scorches, he'd left Queensland by the time.
1: Um, the bbl started yeah right but how good was he for the scorches oh yeah good oh mate would have been absolutely asset for us yeah but so, such is life mate so that's the all-star so next maybe next week yeah. next episode you're gonna have your all-star team yep yep get them on set. oh we'll see yep hopefully hopefully look at that commitment all right <laughs> but i think that's all we've got today isn't it
0: yeah so that's all we have time for today heat fans uh next week we'll be uh, making our season predictions and previewing the first two matches of the season's season against the Melbourne stars and the thunder those will be two big games and um, we've got our Facebook page don't we yeah mate set it up this morning at
1: heat fire up
0: that was probably a bit loud a little bit yeah sorry no it was
1: good it was I'm pretty excited though
0: it, it gave us energy mm.
1: yeah so if you've got any uh, any questions and stuff like that we'll put we'll post Obviously, the podcast on there. Yep. If we discuss anything of interest during the podcast, mm. we will also chuck some of that content up there. So if we talk about, you know, a bit of a kickback, a bit of a bit of a microwave game where we go and reheat it, yep. uh, we might share the highlights on the face, Facebook page. Um, but yeah, before each show, we'll just chuck up there. Any questions people got? things you'd like us to discuss? And then you can just chuck a comment on there, and we'll we'll talk about it as we go. Sounds great. Have a great week, he- Heat fans. Stay fired up.
0: By achieving Year 12 students, who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application, could become rewarded. Automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate
1: starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for more details.